0: Welcome to another edition of the Gold Knows Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is February 26, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. First segment is entitled Melvin Melvin. Pearsall, was he a good tight end? Um, I remember going to a game against Wegg Forest. Um, where this guy went off. He had like 100 and something yards. 1997. Yeah. He had four catches for 114 yards and one touchdown. By I uh, think this was the best game in his career. And I just thought you know why were you guys not using him more throughout the season why didn't you use him more in the florida game uh where we lost in 1997 but uh 94 95, 96, he made honorable mention ACC 97 he made first team ACC um he he finished Um, he was 6'2", 255 pounds roughly, um, give or take there. Um, finished his 1997 season again, 31 receptions, 326 yards, three touchdowns. That was the best year of his career. So, um. Like I said, that one game that I actually seen him, you know, dominate was the Wake Forest game. The 1997 year, I went to the Miami game, the Duke game, the NC State game, the North Carolina game, the Wake Forest game, and the Florida game. Um, and he had a good game. His two best games were against Maryland, where he had seven catches for 65 yards, and then Wade Forrest, four receptions, 414 yards. I rate him as the third best tight end, Lonnie Johnson being one. Well, Nick O'Leary being one, Lonnie Johnson being two, and uh, Melvin Pearsall being three. If you guys remember Melvin Pearsall, uh, let me know what you think about him in the comments. I'm gonna move on to the next segment, which is entitled, Can a program transform strength and conditioning in 12 months or less? You most definitely can transform strength and conditioning in 12 months or less, but not to the level of the elite programs. It's gonna take a couple years to get to that level. Um, And the players have to want it too you you can you can tell these you can tell these guys they have to work out for whatever reason you want to tell them but if they don't want it for themselves it's it's a moot point the players have to want to be the strongest the the most well conditioned and they have to want to go on the field and dominate their opponent if they don't want that it's not going to happen and i can honestly say for the last three seasons has this team really wanted to dominate? That's the question you gotta ask yourself. I'ma say no. I think it's you got players here and there, you know, you know, when Cam Akers was still on his team, Cam Akers, um, Dante Lucas, um, Marvin Wilson, uh Janoris Robinson. Emmett Rice and um Nadal Dean Lars Woodby, those players wanna wanna win. They wanna, you know, dominate. I, I don't see it from the whole team though. Um I hope Norvell this 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 to me right here is more important than any offensive or defensive play. Um any recruit that you can get. That's you know it pales in comparison to can you transform strength and conditioning and make this the 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 um the centerpiece of your program? I think every great program has elite strength and conditioning which helps a team go out and dominate their opponent, so let me know what you think. Can a program transform its strength and conditioning program in twelve months or less? Alright, and my and my um my um my next segment is entitled Recasting the Justice League. All right, and um I didn't like who Zack Snyder picked for the Justice League. So, um, this would be my um This would be my Justice League if I was repicking it. Wonder Woman, Charlize Theron, Batman, Matt Balmer from White Collar, in case you wanted to look it up. I would keep Henry Cavill as Superman. Um Aquaman would be Paul Walker. I know he's deceased, so no disrespect. Um, Flash, Chris Pine, Green Lantern, uh, Idris Elba, Martian Manhunter, Liam, uh, Neeson. Um, I think that would be a slam dunk Justice League. I don't like what DC has done with the Justice League thus far. Um, I don't like the way they did Cyborg. I don't like the way they chopped up the, uh, Justice League film. I want to see the director's cut um i think the best um dc movie is wonder woman and i can't really think of another good one i mean the uh the other batman movies and i forget the guy's name uh he was they were pretty good um Let's see. Trying to find that director's name. I can't find it. Excuse me for the dead air. Um... They're not giving me okay, here we go, Christopher Nolan, his Batman movies were awesome. um, I didn't like the third installment. I hate when great action movies I think if Heath Ledger hadn't died, we probably would have seen more Batman movies from Christopher Nolan, but you know, Heath Ledger was such an iconic iconic joker that um you know. You couldn't help, but, you you know, you couldn't find a replacement for him like that. So, um, let me know what you think about my cast as the uh, Justice League, and I'll go, I'll say it again. Wonder Woman, Charlize Theron, Batman, Matt Balmer, Superman, Henry Cavill, Aquaman, Paul Walker, The Flash, Chris Pine, Green Lantern, uh, Idris Elba, Martian Manhunter, Liam Neeson. Alright. Moving on to the next segment, which is entitled Amari Gainer. Can he take the next step? Um, I believe he can. I think Emmett Rice took this step at, at at the end of the season, the last couple of games of last season. We need Amari Gainer to take the next step at the beginning of the season, like Emmett Rice did. Um he needs to be more Um, He needs more flexibility in terms of being able to be a great run defender, a great pass defender, and pass rusher. Um, I believe when you play in the 4-3 defense as a linebacker, you have to master all three of those crafts. And um, currently, he's pretty good at pass rushing. Um, Needs to work on coverage. Needs to work on his run stopping. And then I think you potentially got a first round pick. Um, but the talent is there. He's a good player. I have him I have him as one of my starters. My starting linebackers again are Emmett Rice, Amari Gaynor, and Jaleel McCrae. I think um DeLoach and Glenn will play a lot. I think some of these freshmen are gonna play a lot. But I got those three listed as my starters um and Mari Gaynor is a a former four-star recruit he's from tallahassee and you know i just i just see big things for him man he has to get that pass coverage down right he's got to be able to run with running backs and tight ends and you know that's just what you have to do as a linebacker and he doesn't mind coming up and hitting people that's what i one thing i like about him so we'll see what happens with amari gainer i'm gonna move on to the next segment which is entitled the most nagging injury to have is a football player in my opinion there's several nagging injuries now if you've if you've ever had a stinger in your shoulder if you've ever had a sprained ankle um you know those injuries don't they wouldn't keep me out of a game if i played um but they are very nagging i've had both of those injuries um when i played high school football um the stinger really doesn't bother you until you try to lift your arm up and i play defense so If a receiver was about to catch a pass and I had to lift my um, arm up to try to defend the ball, that's when it hurt. And um, I actually got injured on kickoff coverage. Um, I actually hit the returner with my shoulder and just immediately just, you know, you just felt the pinch. And it's just like, as soon as I came off the sideline, I'm holding my shoulder. And my coach was like, you got a stinger. And, you know, just couldn't lift my arm up for about a month. Then it just went away. And that was it. And the ankle, I rolled my ankle in practice. Um, swelled up like a grapefruit. Had to ice it. Luckily, lucky enough, I had someone to wrap it. Because it was just... It just killed me, and, um, you know, that was, you just can't run at full speed when you have a uh, sprained ankle, I mean, you can walk on it fine, it really doesn't hurt, um, it's just you can't run on it full speed, and when you, you know, I played on all the special teams, so, you know, I really didn't get a break from having to run full speed but it was all good man i got through those injuries and you know i didn't miss any time on the field but it sucked really sucked having injuries um i'm trying to think now i know some guys that played with like chest contusions and you know back injuries and I mean, it was crazy some of the stuff they was making. Well, they wasn't making you go out there, but, you. I mean, we wanted to win a state championship. So, that's why we went hard like that. I mean, if it wasn't a break, you know, if it wasn't a um, concussion, um, and they really didn't diagnose concussions, it was just like, <laughs> if you got hit and you didn't get up, you know, but you had all your faculties moving, but you couldn't. We just said it was a concussion. Like we had a receiver that got knocked out in a playoff game real bad. and But he got up and walked off the field and he was concussed, obviously. And um, he didn't play the rest of the game. So if it just wasn't those two things, I mean... Um, I'm pretty sure playing with like a broken finger is pretty nagging or a elbow injury, just anything where you have to um, that's vital to play football. So let me know what you think. What injuries have you had if you played the sport? Um, that's going to conclude this segment. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify podcast that was google Podcasts. in case i said it too fast if you're listening to this on youtube please scroll down to the description click on one of the links rate review subscribe i appreciate all the people who listen on a daily basis um and as always go knows.